All right, I'm Dan, and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast. Today, I'm talking about not settling in. This episode is sponsored by this fucking shirt. You know, I always say, a corner cut is a corner made. (laughs) Why have a steak when you could just have a, a burger? I used to do this project called Somewhere Between Here and the Stereo. I think to be an artist, you've got to see how you've grown and see what you could have changed back then. The first songwriting session of a song, that's the best feeling that song is ever going to give you. I want to start a board game night at the studio. Nigel Terry is the coolest man I know. (laughs) What's your biggest musical icks? Mm, That's a good question, actually. Do you miss Kids Can't Fly? (laughs) And we kind of broke up just because I think... I've got a funny story about you, actually. (laughs) And then I remember Googling board games for one. That's a sad moment in your life, isn't it? Do you have to adjust your personality to suit different bands, create a bit of a persona, or are you able to just be yourself regardless of who you're playing with? That's a really good question. Um, You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast. Hello, welcome to another pod. Um, What can I talk about today? Just been rehearsing, actually, for another drum gig I've got next Saturday. Um, This chair, man. That's so annoying. Right. I just don't feel... I don't quite feel settled in. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever have that? Like when you're in like a new job or whatever and you just... The first like week, you're, you're just hoping that someone new would start. <laughs> and then when, as soon as someone new starts, you're like, okay, cool. I've got this. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel... I don't feel settled. I think that's maybe how I'm feeling lately as well. I just don't feel... I don't really know what I'm doing. Do you ever have that? I'm quite busy. Like I've got, I've got quite a lot of work on at the studio. Um, ah, oh, what the? Sorry about this chair. This episode is sponsored by. <laughs> this is sponsored by this fucking chair. I don't even know what make it is. What's I saying? Drums. Yeah, I got another drum gig next Saturday. The gig's at like two p.m. though. It's quite cool. It's quite a nice gig. We'll be finished by three, and I'll be home by half three, four o'clock. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's quite nice. <laughs> See, I've just been learning some of the songs for that. It's on drums again, which is cool. And the annoying thing is, though, I've just got this drum. <laughs> I've just got this new drum skin. It's got my, you know, my brand logo on it. And uh, <laughs> I thought, cool, I'll bring it to the gig. But it's all backlines, all provided. <laughs> oh no, that's annoying. Oh well, I'll use it some other time. Anyway, what do you want to know? I had a drum gig the other day. And the thing about drums is there's a lot to bring. It's not just like bring a guitar amp and a guitar and you're done. I had loads of stuff to bring and I thought, I know, let's minimise this. I won't take my hardware case. And the hardware case contains all the cymbal stands and the snare stand and all that kind of stuff, all the metal stuff, all the hardware. But it's so heavy. It's so heavy. And I thought, oh, this might actually be easier to to just take the hardware just in the boot on its own. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just do that. It saves me carrying the hardware case. And then I thought about it and I thought, you know what, let's not cut corners because if I don't take it and then I've got to store the kit somewhere backstage and there's just a load of hardware lying around, I'm going to look so unprofessional. And I was like, these guys are paying me to be there. No, let's just do the job. Let's do a proper job. And then when I got there, I put it all in the hard case, bought the hard case. So I got there and it was all, it was pissing down with rain. So it's quite good that I actually bought it. So there's my lesson. Don't cut corners. Yeah. You know, I always say, a corner cut is a corner made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
What else have I been doing? I had a James Martin rehearsal last night. That was fun. That was really fun. I've got to produce some backing tracks for for his tour. So we're we're doing a couple of songs. So I got to organise all the players coming in and do the guide tracks and do all that kind of stuff. And we had to hire some bongos in. We need some bongos for one of the songs. But it's super fun, like just getting, you know, rehearsal last night was mainly for me just to get the tempos and get, you know, all the structures right because we've changed some of the structures. I can't tell you what the songs are, but we've changed some of the structures. So I just need to, I need to mark all that out and a Pro Tools sort of guide track really, um, which I should really be getting on with today, but I need to get some water. Hang on. I'll edit this. No, I won't. Mm, I don't like that water, it's old. Old water. Oh yeah, much better. Water can last hundreds of thousands of years flowing through, you know, mountains and streams and stuff, but then you put it in a water bottle for two days <laughs> and it can't hack it. <laughs> yeah, James Martin rehearsal was good. He gave us all some wine at the end, which is quite nice. What do you drink red wine with? Is it like steaks and stuff? I don't really eat steaks. I mean, they're fine. With a, with a steak, right? I always think, why have a steak when you could just have a, a burger? Do you know what I mean? Like, steak's a bit of an effort. Although, actually saying that, at my sister's wedding, we had these amazing steaks. I can't remember what the place was called. Some famous place in London. And to be fair, they were actually incredible steaks. <laughs> but, like, why have a steak when you could just have a burger? What else have I been doing? Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert-free, higher quality, and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. Ah, oh, i tell you what I did the other day. I listened to one of my really old records on Spotify. I used to do this project called Somewhere Between Here and the Stereo. And in uni, it was one of the first records I ever produced. And I didn't even... I didn't even know what a compressor was, so none of the record... <laughs> none of the record has got a compressor on it. Which, for people that don't know, a compressor... Oh, do I, how do I explain this? It makes the sound of, say, a guitar all the same volume so if, if it suddenly shoots up in volume at some point a compressor will tame that down and make it all the same volume but i didn't know that what that did at the time i was just, just like ah, oh, i don't know what that does so fuck it i'll just take it take it off just not even just not even use a compressor and then 10 years later it was about 2000 and when did i go to america about 2019 i did a remaster of it and i re-recorded a few of the tracks for a little ep and i listened to that the other day like the, the album i was a bit like oh yeah i can tell this is <laughs> this is well old but the ep I was, I was actually quite proud of it's got um a song on there called coat and cigarettes and it's got one of my favorite lyrics in it that i've ever written and yeah i mean some of the yeah the songwriting is you can tell it's me from 12 years ago or whatever but yeah, I'm still quite proud of it. Yeah, it's quite a fun little listen. And then I listened to some other tunes on my Spotify, a song called Mirror that I did for when I was working at Scan. I did a time lapse of the other stage for the whole weekend. And then I wrote this tune to go over the back of it. And um, David's podcast, who was on the podcast last week, his his podcast use it as their theme tune, which is quite nice. But yeah, I just listened to my old tunes over there. And I was still, you know, obviously I can, I think to be an artist, you've got a real, you've got a, see how you've grown and see what you could have changed back then you know if i was looking back at that first record i ever produced and i was still super proud of it then you know i'd um i don't think i'd be doing anything right now you know what i mean i'd still be stuck doing that same old sort of style but you know i'm super proud of the of the project in general it was, it was a really fun thing to work on and it was the first thing i ever wrote produced recorded mixed if you can call it that um i don't even think i mastered it when i first released it 
Yeah, I think I put it on CD and I didn't even, didn't even master it. Anyway. But I remembered about those, about like all the songs I write and stuff. And I've sort of realised in this last week that the first songwriting session of a song, that's the best feeling a, that song is ever going to give you. Do you know what I mean by that? Like that's the, when you get that buzz when you start writing a song, that's the best bit. And then it's all kind of, not downhill from there, but it's all kind of, then you've got to put the work in after that bit because you've got to record it and you've got to produce it and mix it and master it. And and then after that, I guess you just hope that that song can give other people that same feeling that it gave you at the start. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's that, that songwriting, the first songwriting session of a song, that's the best feeling. That's better than drugs. That's probably why I don't do drugs, but... Because I don't think that anything can get me as high as that feeling does. How ridiculous does this sound? <laughs> if you're not a songwriter. Okay, what's not song-based that I've been doing? Um, I want to start a board game night at the studio. I don't know who would be interested. But I'd like to teach non-gamers sort of an intro into the hobby just to get them into like what board games are like now. Yeah, so I was thinking of doing that. So if you're up for that, honestly, just give me a text or DM me. Slide into my DMs and say, I'm up for it. And in brackets, put board games. <laughs> just get a fucking message from John Pugh. I'm up for it. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, yesterday I was just out at work, right? And I know he's going to listen to this. But Nigel Terry is the coolest man I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's the coolest the nicest man if you don't know who Nigel Terry is then you're missing out because he's been such a good mate to me there's been a few mates that have really like helped me like move studios and really like sort of see the value in what I'm doing and he was the one that said to me you know nothing is insurmountable in insurmountable insurmountable why can't I say that word in- insurmountable nothing <laughs> nothing is insurmountable you're all trying to say it now aren't you I can I can hear you. <laughs> well, I can't. That'd be weird. Um, yeah, Nigel Terry. And then I was just sat at the studio yesterday just working on some guitar. Uh, working on a Tom DeLonge guitar, actually, for um, my mate Sam. And I just hear this, like, loud, like, motorbike pull up. Who the fuck's that? It's like Black Hawk Down out there. And then uh, he just, like, comes through the door in his bike uniform. I haven't seen him, for honestly, about since September. Yeah, since about September, we haven't seen each other. And it was just so good. He just comes, he lives in Southampton now, so I rarely get to see him. But when I first moved into the studio, he'd always come over and like bring me a coffee and just like, he kind of like just made me feel better about about what I was doing. Fucking speaking of Black Hawk Down, fucking, he actually also, there's a helicopter just flew over. I don't know if you heard that. Um, <laughs> I was here and I was quite worried about, you know, moving and stuff. And a helicopter flew overhead and it made like a, you know, it sounded like the start of Saving Private Ryan, you know and uh <laughs> and, and i was like oh no oh that's well loud and he went yeah i don't think you could really apply for a no fly zone though mate <laughs> and i was like that's a good point yeah you got <laughs> you got to control what you can control and anything that's out of your control just sort of roll with it you know but yeah i've a huge appreciation from nigel terry and he really brightened up my day yesterday he's just such a lovely man and i know he's going to be embarrassed about hearing this but yeah i don't see him enough and I'm glad he's met Carol and they're super happy. Yeah, it's lovely. It was lovely. And I, I came in, I was listening to Greta Van Fleet and he was like, oh my God, this is mine and Carol's, <laughs> this is mine and Carol's band. <laughs> I was like, oh mate. He also, um, he got me to write a song for Carol. 
Uh, it's called South Coast, actually. It's on it's on Spotify. And he said, look, I want you to write a song for Carol just to, you know, just to show her my appreciation for her. And I was like, yeah, cool, man. And uh, I did the song and sent it to him. And yeah, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And it was, uh, yeah, it's on Spotify. You can go in here. It's called South Coast by obviously Dan Parkinson. But yeah, it's lovely. It's a nice storyline to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. On that note, so do some questions. What time is it? How long has this been going? 15 minutes. Nah, it'll be less than that after the edit, surely. I've got Drew coming around in a minute to teach. All right, let's do some questiones. So you've been sending in your questions. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, take it away, Sam. I've <laughs> got to add in the, uh, the music. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW? Which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans accounts. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. Right, you've been sending in your questions. Uh, question one. What's your biggest musical icks? Mm, that's a good question, actually. I'm a big fan of lyrics, so bad lyrics kind of make me laugh. They don't give me the ick, they kind of make me laugh. But not bad lyrics like, my he my ho Not that, because that's just, that's nothing. That's not trying to be anything. But people, when they're trying to do profound lyrics and it it doesn't quite work that, that kind of that makes me laugh i can't think of any examples off the top of my head but the other one is um when singers do a cover and they change the pronouns of the song like uh Cher, who, cheryl crow did a cover of sweet child of mine and she started singing he's got a smile and it, and it didn't feel right just keep the lyrics the same no one's gonna think you're a lesbian or whatever like is that if that's what you're scared about but just keep the lyrics the same it's like that's not your song to change do you know what i mean like jack white did a cover of jolene kept them all the same brilliant because it wasn't his song to change so yeah when people change the pronouns of stuff it's in songs to sort of fit their story that's a weird one for me it's like it's like it's not your that's not your story to tell anyway next one do you miss Kids Can't Fly? <laughs> Why did you guys break up? Uh, I do, actually. Yeah, Kids Can't Fly was a fun band to play in. And we kind of broke up just because I think with a band at that level, it gets to a point where you have to put so much money into it to keep it going. But yeah, I do miss that. I do miss that. We did a we did an acoustic record after we split up that I produced in sort of a few studios that I've worked in. But that, yeah, again, that's all available on Spotify. This is like sponsored by my Spotify <laughs> account. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of broke up just because people went off different ways and, you know, yeah, everyone's just doing other stuff. It's great. What have you been listening to lately? That's a good question. A girl called Aluya, A-L-E-W-Y-A, it's pronounced. Really cool. I sort of see it as, it's what I imagine Echo Vandal's new music is going to sound like. Just go on her account, Aluya. It's really good. Do you like Kings of Leon? Yeah. I mean, Kings of Leon are fine. I've got a funny story about Kings of Leon, actually. <laughs> oh, this is a funny story. So I was in uni. I had a friend. Um, let's call him Dominic, right? 
I, I don't know. I phoned him or he phoned me. We we went to uni in West in um, in Southampton. So he uh, messaged me or he phoned me and he was like, "Mate, the Kings of Leon are playing in West Quay Shopping Centre." And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're there like now." I'm running down there to do it. You, do you want to come? I was like, mate, I can't. I've got a, I think I had a rehearsal or something. And uh, <laughs> he went, oh, all right, mate. Yeah, cool. I'll see you later. And he's a massive Kings of Leon fan. So he ran down there. And then a few hours later, after my rehearsal, I phoned him and I went, oh, mate, how was the, how was the Kings of Leon? And he went, mate, it was the Kins of Leon. <laughs> it was a cover band. <laughs> Just like two guys and a girl, like singing <laughs> Kings of Leon tunes. <laughs> He was so excited. And it was the Kins of Leon. Great, great name, to be fair. Great cover name. <laughs> when can we hear the full version of It Began on a Tuesday? <laughs> oh, I haven't written it. I haven't written that and I haven't written the World Cup song. Uh, I'll get around to it. How did it go? It began on a Tuesday. Never had to wait for your phone call that day. Yeah. <laughs> can you get me James Martin's autograph? <laughs> And that one's from James Martin. <laughs> I do have a funny story about Gok Wan. I don't know if I can tell it on the podcast. Maybe. Maybe I'll tell it on another one. Your favourite hobby? Board games. It's got to be board games, isn't it? It's the one thing that kind of gets me away from music. And not in a bad way. It just kind of... I think you need a break from work. And even if your work is something that's on the outside quite fun, you do need to take time away from it and i see board games as as that and it gets people together it gets people off their phones and i remember when, <laughs> I remember when i first got into the hobby and i ordered some board games a board game called raptor which is a really good two-player game and a game called zombies which is a bit dated now i don't really play it but i got these two games so one turns up and there's a dinosaur on the front and one's got zombies on the front and i said to emma oh, do you want to play these and she was like, no, they're not really my kind of games. And I was like, mm, all right, would you want to play fucking Dream Phone? And then I was like, all right, uh, <laughs> Dream Phone, remember that? Um, and then I remember Googling board games for one. That's a sad moment in your life, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, board games, they're super fun. How tall are you? I'm six foot two. The worst food you've ever eaten. I don't know, I guess anything with coriander and it's pretty gross, isn't it? The last song on your Spotify. Uh... Let's have a look. Oh, the new Streets song. It's called Troubled Waters. It's pretty good. I'm a big fan of the Streets. So, yeah. Impressed. Have you ever done drugs? Nah, I'm not really into it. Again, I, I don't really... Oh, mate, I'm the most un-rock and roll person in the industry, I think. I mean, me and Cliff Richard. I just sit and play ball. How boring am I? <laughs> I don't really drink. I don't do drugs. And I play board games. Ah, oh, how fucking boring am I? <laughs> How much work actually goes into making these podcasts? That's a good question. That is a really fucking good question. So let's say one episode with a guest. So that's two hours on the recording, on the interview. And then for a two hour hour recording, I probably, I can edit that down to about an hour, an hour, hour and 10. And that takes about four hours. So that's six hours. And then probably another hour doing the, the VO and all the music and stuff, putting all that in there. That's probably another hour. And then putting, you know, uploading it, all that kind of stuff. Um, how many hours is that? So two hours on the recording, four hours on the edit, and then say another hour, another two hours maybe on all the marketing and adding all the adverts and all that kind of stuff and all the music. So yeah, eight hours an episode. Um, so it's like a day's work, isn't it really? Per week, because there's four, there's four a month. So 32 hours a month. 
Yeah, shit. When you break it down like that, it's actually quite a lot. And what pays for it is is Patreon. You know, Patreon's been great. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert-free, higher quality and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. What are your life goals, music and non-music related? Oh, this is cool. Right, I've got a life goal. I want to play Red Rocks. That's, that's my main one. I want to play Red Rocks. I want to go on catchphrase. Oh, I'm too good at catchphrase, to be honest. I want to make Ricky Gervais laugh. That's another one. What else do I want to do? That might be it. I want to play Red Rocks. I want to go on catchphrase. How could I get on catchphrase? It's all celebrities now, isn't it? I'd have to go on with like a, as like a double with James Martin or something. <laughs> James, who have you brought with you today? Oh, just my keyboard player. All oh, right. <laughs> who the fuck is that? You should make a relaxation sleep video. Mate, I might do that. My voice isn't great, though. Is this relaxing? My name is Dan. No, I'd have to start it like, all right, my name is Dan. Here is your sleep relaxation. I could do some music for it. Yeah, that'd be easy to do. Who is your favourite cat? Um, probably Tallulah. Or as I call her, Colin. <laughs> What's your favourite shop in the whole world? I like the gaming den in Basingstoke. That's really good. They've got a really good selection of games. Um, they just need some sort of hipster to go in there and decor it up. But yeah, that's a great shop. What gets you motivated? Hmm, that's a good question. What does get me motivated? Do you know what? It might be getting up super early. The other day I had to get up super early for something. What was it? Oh, I had to get David's podcast finished. Um, and it had to go out at 7am. So I got up at 5, 5am 5 to come over to the studio and finish it all up and get it uploaded. And I had five minutes to spare. It was, oh mate, it was touch and go. But when I was up, I managed to get so much done. And I was re- like ready for the day. I don't know why I don't do that more often. To be fair, I do have a lot of late nights because rehearsals or or at the studio or whatever i think getting up early really does help three things on your bucket list well making ricky gervais laugh playing red rocks and going on catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> that's weird isn't it? going on catchphrase do you have to adjust your personality to suit different bands create a bit of a persona or are you able to just be yourself regardless of who you're playing with? That's a really good question. No, I, d- I don't tend to change my personality. I think people hire me because they see the, the videos and they, you do get hired on your personality quite a lot because that's what they've got to sit with. You know, anyone can play guitar, but it's whether they look at my social media or they after they chat with me or whatever and decide that, yeah, they could actually sit on a tour bus with me for six weeks. Um, but no, I don't adjust my personality. I do have certain jokes that I'll do when I go into a rehearsal just to take the pressure off everyone and, you know, just make sure everyone's kind of fine, you know, everyone's kind of good. Because a lot of these bands, they've never heard of me before and like the MD will get in contact and say, do you want to play with this, this, this? I've got a set certain things that I'll say just to kind of make everyone at ease. But no, I don't really change my personality. When I used to work at Scan, I used to... When when the because I love truck drivers, I just I, I'm fascinated by truck drivers, especially at Scan because it was quite a narrow thing to to back the trucks into. So the way they did it, like it was, it's like watching magic. It was so good. <laughs> Whenever the truck driver got out of the van or the, the truck, I'd sort of turn into like sort of a bit more laddie. Like, yeah, yeah, fucking, you want a cup of tea, mate? Yeah, yeah, I love a cup of tea. Cool. And then I'll always have this joke where I'll give him the tea and I'll go, yeah, I had a couple of drops of whiskey in there for you, mate. And he's like, oh, hey, it keeps me going. Hey. And I kind of change my personality like that. <laughs> oh, I do miss that. Yeah, I do miss that. <laughs> but no, I'm not much of a lad, so I don't really change my personality much. 
Favourite band artist you've performed with and dream band to session for? Um, I think, I mean, I, I love them all. Like they're, they're all super fun in different ways. I have to say Eka really because Eka and her crew really opened up my love of session work. Do you know what I mean? Like they gave me the opportunity. I mean, I got to tour with Incubus, man. Like I'm just a kid from Andover. It's, it's incredible really. Like they, they just sort of took it. I don't know if they listen to this, but I really appreciate what, what they did and gave me the opportunity to just bring their songs to life. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll forever be grateful to Eka, Rich, Dan, who I absolutely love. And her manager at the time, a guy called Dave, they just, they just, they just literally just took a random shot on me and yeah, took me on board. It was lovely. Right, let's do one more. Have you told your wife about us yet? All you seem to, all you seem to want me to do is play with your wood in the studio and, and record me pounding. <laughs> i think it's time to go public right if that's not john Pugh, i'm gonna text him and see if that's john Pugh. it's gotta be right john Pugh, is this you right he's read it he's typing <laughs> he's written i thought the point is that it's anonymous and you don't see it until you read it on the potty <laughs> well mate i'm reading it out loud right now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i could just tell it was him in fact emma would probably rather have john Pugh around the house because he'd actually do stuff and i bet she's nodding now she'll be listening to this going 100 mm-hmm, well tough you're stuck with a funny one <laughs> I don't have the looks or the hammer, but I've got a podcast <laughs> and that's the next best thing. <laughs> right, that'll do. That <laughs> was a reply to John. Ha ha ha. And you can actually hear me laughing <laughs> on the pod. Uh, anyway, thanks, thanks for listening. I'm going to fucking sort this chair out. I need to get a new chair. I need to get a sponsor of a new chair company. What's a good chair company? Um, thank you for listening. And honestly, um, all the Patreons are absolutely much appreciated and they go you know, towards keeping the show running. And yeah, I love that. And I, I love doing the show. It's super fun. And thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>